My next guests are actors Jake Ferretti and Serena Mantecchi, who have been on tour with the award-winning original theatre company production of The Hound of the Baskervilles. The whole production has been a great challenge for both of them as they play several characters in the performance. And main characters Sherlock Holmes, played by Jake, and Sir Henry Baskerville, by Serena. They talk about the experience of adjusting to different roles, their comic timing, and the up-and-coming live stream, which is another art form in itself. So what next for the dynamic duo? Let's find out more. So welcome, Jake and Serena, to Tea Time with me, Ali Monjack. Hi. Hi. Thank you for having us. <laughs> yes, thank you. You're very welcome. So how's it all going? Because you're in prep at the moment, aren't you? Because you're about to start the Hounds of the Baskervilles on the 14th of April. Well, actually, we've just um, we've concluded the tour, but we're about to um, we're sort of gearing up for the live stream on the 14th of April. Yeah, which is really exciting because I don't think we ever got uh, ever thought that we'd get the opportunity to show it to a wider audience um, after our uh, after we finish the tour. So it's really uh, lovely to know that anyone can access it. Yes. <clears throat> it's gonna be nice everyone getting together as well actually because i haven't seen everybody like all together since i can't remember when it was so a bit of producers there and the um hopefully one of the directors there as well and obviously nile and serena so it'll be a good chance to catch up with everybody it's going to be um, looking forward to it so when are you actually going to to live stream this on the 14th yeah yes i understand that <laughs> to be the case right. i'm actually Actually, I, I'm not sure that we've been set a date yet, unfortunately. Do you have you been yeah. told it's the 14th, Jake? Because I got told it was the week of the 18th. Yeah, oh, God, I was... sorry, we're not being very helpful, are we? No. <laughs> don't ask <laughs> the actors. We're the last to know anything. We just do right. what we're told. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, when did the tour originally start? So we started in September 20, well, last year, 2021. Um, and that's when we started rehearsals. And then we toured from sort of end of September through to uh, like just before Christmas, we took a little break. And then we geared up in January again and took it out uh, for another six weeks, I believe. And so yeah. we just finished sort of end of February a few weeks ago. Right, so it, it's been, you know, obviously a big process. And, yeah. you, and you've had loads of time now to get into character, obviously. So yeah. what's it like for you, Serena, playing your part? Well, I actually play about, I can't remember the number. I always forget this. People always ask, but I, I think I play 11 roles and I think Jake's about the same. So we all, we're sort of jumping in between lots of different roles. Um, but we all sort of have like the, a, a dominant role as it were, obviously, um, Jake playing Sherlock Holmes. So I play Sir Henry Baskerville, um, mm. the, the uh, titular sort of um, character whose life is at stake that sort of kicks off the adventure. Fantastic. So what is it like sort of, you know, switching character roles for you? Is it the most oh, complicated thing you've had to do? Um, I, I think it probably is. <laughs> I mean, lots all roles are complicated for lots of different reasons, really. But um, this is certainly the most um, the most I've energy uh, I've exerted on stage for a little while. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
uh, as yeah, as you'll see at the live stream, it is a very energetic show, and uh, I do sort of leap about the stage very quickly uh, in changing lots of different hats and costumes and characters. So yeah, it's it's definitely a, a feat of, of athleticism that I'm not quite used to. <laughs> Brilliant. So for you, Jake, what's your favourite character? Or oh, I, I probably could answer that for you, couldn't I? Is it Sherlock Holmes? I mean, somebody asked me this uh, fairly recently. And uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of Sherlock that we obviously couldn't explore just because of the nature of the show and, um, and, and, and the style of the show. But I, there's, so, there's so much about him that I, that I find so intriguing and so interesting that I would like to kind of delve a bit deeper. But then, you know, what um, Steve and John managed to do when they were writing the show, uh, John Nicholson and Steve Canny, what they were doing was they, they created such wonderful characters that you only get these tiny little glimpses of, but it's just enough of the character that you're still intrigued by it. So there's loads, I mean, there's loads of spin-offs that you could do, that you could do with, the, with their version of Hand of the Baskervilles. But it's, but if, yeah, I suppose if I had to choose one, it probably would be Sherlock, which sounds such, so cliche, but it, but it really is. No, well, that's fair enough. But I mean, you know, the, the two of you playing all these parts together, I mean, I understand that there's a lot of comic timing as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and because of it, because of it being farce, with, with comedy in general, but particularly with farce, you know, timing is kind of everything. And we spent a long time, we spent the entire, obviously, rehearsal period. And I think probably a good chunk of the initial part of the tour last year from last summer, you know, working out not just about timings, but looking at it all over again and, and saying, you know, I'm just not sure that joke works or could it be better if it was like this? Or perhaps if that person came in a second or we changed that character in that regard, there was always this, this like fine tuning of timing and jokes and gags and stuff that w went on for a, for a while into the first part of the tour, just because we wanted it, because we knew how good the show was. We just wanted it to be its absolute best and uh with with three new characters because this one obviously started at the octagon theater in bolton yeah and all three of the characters were changed so with three new characters you get three completely different perspectives on it and um and yeah i think by the end of it particularly by the time it was filmed uh, earlier on this year i think it was um we were su i think we were super happy with where it was definitely Oh, brilliant. So this live stream then is sort of, you know, um, setting up itself to be, you know, spectacular by the sounds of things then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think... Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the team who came in and filmed us were just so good. I mean, we were lucky enough to sort of um, watch on the monitor in, it, like, scenes we weren't actually in and so it was just a joy to watch um especially scenes that you know I don't normally see because I'm getting changed backstage or uh or you know running around to a different wing so it was really nice to um be able to watch it uh these scenes between Sherlock and uh, and Watson um and, and watch from the monitor and see how like spectacular these filmmakers are and how wonderfully they have turned the show um in, in yeah turned the the 
a show that you is so heavily about the theatre and stagecraft, but they've made it accessible in, uh, for, for a screening audience in such a like beautiful way. It's sort of its own distinct thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's, it's not the first production for the original theatre company because they've done loads. Of no, I mean, they are pros. Yeah. So, and I mean, it is this new type of theatre now, isn't it? Which is hybrid where you know you can go along as an audience or watch it live stream which is just you know it's like opens up a world of opportunities when you both say uh, yeah absolutely and there's so many theatres you know it, it, it really is exciting how much more um shows are being filmed and being made available to a wider audience because there's so many reasons why you might not be able to get down to the theatre whether it's accessibility reasons or um you know like living too far away or there's not a bus that gets you home on time or there's there's just myriad reasons why you might not be able to get your bum in on the seat in the theater so the fact that you are like with it's such a democratizing thing to make it accessible so long as you've got you know a screen and you can click play uh, yeah. then then you're then you're fine you can even probably watch it at the library if you don't have a laptop at home so um yeah. And they've it's, just done really well. They've, they've um, yeah. I think, what's it? The Critic Circle, Critic Circle Theatre Awards, uh, Original Theatre. Just they won an award for. I think it was a commendation for exceptional theatre making during lockdown. Um, they were also trying to. I know they had. Uh, they were putting on. Is it Marcus Brigstock's The Red? That was, I think, one of the most recent things they've done. There's just. They just seem to be constantly. Yeah, they really how are. How can we make this work? You know when. Yeah, um, they. They are, um, they, the original theatre really do seem to be like the pioneers of this um, like new art form, really. Yes, they, they do. And I did interview um, Emily Head, I think, last year at the time that they were really sort of at the pinnacle of getting it off the ground. So, um, yeah, okay. no, I mean, that, that is really brilliant. I mean, how for you as actors, though, Jake, you know, how for you... Has it felt, you know, basically having theatre on the TV, so to speak? <laughs> I mean, it's... I think it's been a good way to solve a problem. Mm. Uh, and obviously, you know, what with the National Theatre creating NT Live so many years ago and that now becoming a thing, which has which has been great. I've, yeah. I think it's a wonderful way to to access sometimes for whatever reason that might be inaccessible theater um, so it's definitely solved a problem but for me you know it's it, it will never replace and i don't think it's trying to replace what live theater is when you're actually there because you're so completely transport you hopefully one would say that you're completely transfixed by it actually being in the in the live realm of it all. Um, so I don't think they're trying to replace it, but I just, you know, I think for me, being on stage with, uh, you know, a company of actors with people physically around me and, and people physically in front of me and hearing them laugh or kind of, or cry or whatever, it's, you know, I think that is, I know very few people that would say they would probably prefer to kind of do theatre on screen as opposed to in real life because it's just so it's just so encapsulating. It's it's it it really grabs you. And if uh, 
you know, if we're in a situation like this where you think, oh, damn, you know, I wish I'd seen Hand of the Baskervilles, you know, like, well, well, actually, you know what, this is great because we've got a live stream for you and it's coming out in a couple of weeks. I think from that perspective, it's it's awesome. For me personally, as an actor, uh, live theatre is, is uh, it's a living beast. And it's, it's, I love it. Yeah, yeah, because you can connect with the audience, can't you? Mm. And that is yeah. just, you know, some second to none in a way, isn't it? Because they feed off their laughter and, you know, their, their interactions, I suppose. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's the same thing as what we're doing now. You know, I would much prefer if this was kind of like, we were all together sat in a room having a chat, you know, or like when during lockdown, you know, when we were with our friends and family or work colleagues and thinking, God, this sucks. I just wish I'd been there. You know, this is kind of the best alternative. Um, and, uh, and I understand why we're doing it totally. Uh, but yeah, you're right. The connection that you have with people that who wants to be told a story is, uh, you, I don't think you can get that as easily on TV or film. So do you think, Serena, that, you know, from your point of view, that doing their hands of ba the Baskervilles um, in this format, that, you know, it's kind of stretched you as an actor, actress? Yeah, I suppose it has probably. It sort of comes with its own challenges because it's very different to filming something that's written as a film. You know, it's it's a big farcical comedy and it requires a big farcical performance, which on a screen can look absolutely mental and quite distracting. So you do need to sort of um, adjust depending on, you know, the lens, the literal lens through which an audience is receiving the performance, whether that's a proscenium march or a little, you know, um, 45 inch uh, close up. So it, it really, really depends, basically. Um, but I do think, I think Jake's right when he says, you know, it's just a different art form. It's not trying to, I don't think you sort of have to, um, you get less um, from the live stream than you do from being in the theatre it's just sort of it's just a different experience you know um, and sometimes you know I've gone to see live streams um, where I've loved being uh, um, you know in the cinema because I've got really close up um, to you know Gemma Arterton or Benedict Cumberbatch's performance which quite frankly I would not be able to afford those tickets if I went to see them live in the theatre <laughs> I'd be up in the gods. So um, yeah, it is. It's an utter. It, it it does require sort of malleability, I suppose, as an actor to be able to adjust to the space. But to be honest, we're quite used to that. That's sort of our jobs anyway, to yeah. um, adjust to whoever we're playing to. Um, you know, you give a different performance if you're playing to 15 people above a pub to whether you're playing to a thousand people in a big proscenium proscenium march theatre so it really you know that sort of comes with the territory of of being a performer mm. so what next for you both then Jake uh so what have I got so uh I've just shot a commercial which is coming <laughs> which is coming out soon um and I've been doing lots of corporate work and stuff just trying to keep the wolf from the door uh but I don't know. I think this is the thing. I, I, I find it quite exciting. I, I, I'm, I'm excited about the part of me is excited by the not knowing of it all. And another part of me is absolutely terrified, and completely anxious about the whole thing. Um, 
so yeah, I, I definitely want to take a holiday at some point because I've not been on holiday for a good couple of years. So I'd like to, I'd like to get away. But I know that Serena has just done some filming, which is which sounds which I'm very excited about seeing. Oh, bless you. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I've just filmed a lovely uh, comedy pilot that will be um, screening, I think, in July on your television. So uh, please do tune in. It's called The Other Half. It is really, really funny and a wonderful, a wonderful cast um, and whole team. It is brilliant. Um, and then I'm very, very luckily off to Barcelona for three months to film my next gig. So I'm feeling very smug. <laughs> brilliant. Good for you. So Thank you. Enjoying getting out of these storms that are currently all over London. I know. Yeah, yes. no, uh, we, we've really sort of had a day of it, haven't we, really? On, on yeah, it's been crazy. I can't dress correctly. I've been taking layers on an awful day <laughs> gosh goodness I, I know I know what you mean so don't worry you're not alone it's uh, <laughs> at all so no well that sounds brilliant I mean it really does so do you think that you know you would like to either of you explore you know another type of theatre oh yeah definitely I mean theatre is my like absolutely first and last love um and I mean both of us are sort of well, I mean, obviously a very fresh-faced but seasoned, <laughs> seasoned theatre <laughs> actors. Nice so, save, um, love I, that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I don't doubt this is uh, a, we'll you know we'll be joining um, the the treading the boards uh, as soon as we're allowed back on. Um, mm, and I mean, absolutely. God, hopefully together. You know, I, I hope and I'd love to the chance to handle the Baskervilles again. Certainly, it is such a joyful, joyful experience for us and the audience and everyone involved. Yeah, Brilliant. I think that's a nice thing as well because I think just it, it, there were so many people that after the show were always say things like it looks like you guys are just having so much fun and it was just three friends just messing about on stage for about yeah. two hours and that was the nice thing about it. But yeah, I would love to. Similarly, I'd love to work with these two all over again. If it's something else, if I had another life in some physical way, I definitely would. But um, just rethinking about it now, actually, I've got. Um, Similar to you, Ali, like I've got my own podcast, which I think I'd like to focus on a little bit more as well. Now I've got a little bit more free time um, talking to, uh, it's called, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to swear on this podcast. Yeah, you can swear, go for it. <laughs> Perfect. So it's, it's called My Shitty Actor Boyfriends, and it talks to creatives in the entertainment industry about their mental health and how the industry helps it, hinders it, and what could be done to uh, to help it out. So I think I might be focusing more on that for the time being before any theatre jobs comes up but it's been really cathartic for me to do that I think you should definitely you. <laughs> no definitely because there is a lot of people that need that sort of podcast out there yeah. um I mean the pandemic particularly has knocked everybody for six and yeah. I think you know certain industries like your own because I understand creatives can go into themselves um I think it, it's a really good thing you know and you need to get that out there and you need to get people behind it as well because you know that there's a big message there Jay. <laughs> yeah there is and you know and people suffer from, from from everywhere from you know actors producers directors to stage management and drag queens and porn stars you know they all suffer with exactly the same kind of creative problems you know when it comes to money problems or you know, family problems or, you know, your ability to socialise with your friends or anxiety or imposter syndrome. It's just, there's so many people sharing the same kind of issues. And uh, uh, I'm 
pleased that it's uh, had the reception that it's had. So if anybody out there needs a new podcast, my shitty actor boyfriend, it's for you. <laughs> okay, cool. So yeah, no, well, do do keep in touch about that because you know I will. I can help you in any way, shape, or form. Let thank me know. you. That's kind of you. Um, and I have listened you. myself, and I can attest that it is brilliant. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> absolutely. See, well, you know, <laughs> you. I mean, you can go all places with that. You really can. You know, you can invite yeah. anybody that you've worked with to talk yeah. about the mental health, which I think is just as I said, so important right now. But Thank however, you. um, you know, great and fantastic to hear about the hands of the Baskervilles, and I think you know it sounds like a really interesting production. So when I can get my hands on the live stream, I'll definitely be watching it. And um, and yeah, thanks for your time. Thank you very thanks much. So much. Thanks, Sally. Thank you. Thank you. Stay in touch. Bye. Thanks, I will do. Thanks, guys. Look forward to chatting with my next guest on the Tea Time Sofa this time next Saturday. In the meantime, if you would love to get in touch about having a chat with me, you can reach me on Tea Time at forthenow.co.uk. Where you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram on Tea Time with AM. Bye for now.